two man game, TMG uh, Get the news fast, AMG uh, Game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this Yeah we're cutting to the truth, no there ain't no narrative Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year For my team, TMG To the two man game podcast, team jit with myself, J.A. Your boy, Money Mellow. So, we've been away, it's been a while. We've been in a lab, it's a catch up session, man. This is a little bit of sports therapy review. Gosh, so much has happened since we last, too we last much, talked. too much, too much, too much. It's been too about much. Three, three weeks now since we last recorded. Damn, way too long. Guys, have been hiding, they've been ducking the smoke. Um, so much has happened. In the time Shannon even left, think about it in the sports media, Shannon left undisputed. Yeah. So Uncle Shay. One of the realest. One of the realest for sure, for true. Maybe maybe one of us will be on undisputed next week. Who knows? We can replace him. <laughs> yeah. We're tough. It's a tough gig though. Tough gig. This is episode one oh eight? No, it's hundred and eleven. Hundred and eleven. Hundred and eleven. Gosh! Triple ones, triple, triple ones. ones. Put your ones up. Put your ones Gosh. up. Hundred eleven. Or triple one. Put your one. Oh, triple one. One, one, one. Put your ones up. But yeah, we are here. We back again. You know, getting back to it. Got a big summer ahead of us. Obviously, I'm gonna be in the United States of America in less than three weeks. So you can get some inside scoop. Maybe bump into some other ballers. Yes, probably some bump of the ballers. Are you ballers. gonna be out there when Spence fights Crawford? No, I come back five days before it starts. So I'm gonna do. A public, I'm gonna try to do a vlog, ask people their opinions, who they think's gonna win. You know, that'd be a good way to, for us to introduce ourselves onto the TikTok. You know, yeah. and yeah, just really push this summer, bigger and better. You know, let go. Maybe we start off with boxing. This episode, since we're talking about Spencer and Crawford, and sometimes we neglect boxing. We can get into other things later, but. <clears throat> the super fight, the fact that Mello's been talking to, about since the inception of the pod. Essentially, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, he's been talking about since the inception of the pod. Triggered by maybe this Garcia tank thing. Maybe they, they started this off. Yep. But when money when money talks and they saw the money on the table when those two fought, now the big fights are starting to be made and it's culminated with this fight. That people have always wanted, been wanting, been first in four, Spence versus Crawford. Talk to me. The first time, I mean, I'm so excited. I mean, my dreams have come true. This is one of the best sporting events, definitely of the decade so far. The best, one of the best sporting events you probably could see in terms of actually quality of matchup, quality of people, um, proponents. I mean, wow, this is high level stuff. You have two all time greats going at it basically at the peak of their careers still just about undefeated undisputed all the belts are on the line pound for pound number one's on the line legacies on the line I mean hopefully they can get at least two of these if they if they, if they split then obviously a third but boy I mean what a fight I mean I'm, I've been so excited even watching the press conferences which are this week Tuesday and Wednesday in New York and, and in LA um, it's got the juices flowing, the, the, the hairs in the back of my neck are standing up. I'm actually excited. Like I haven't been this excited for a sport event in a long time. Like this for me, I mean, yeah, it's up there with the World Cup in terms of excitement. I mean, boy, this is crazy. 
This is crazy. I can't believe it's actually been made. Uh, I told all you. The talk, all that, all that build up. I, I actually, I always thought we were gonna avoid nah. fighting each other, That's but you did say that it's too big. You can't, you can't not fight these guys. The only way I saw, like I said, the only way I saw not happening is if injury, or you know, thank <coughs> God that Spence was able to survive his crash, stuff like that would have stopped it because, or if one of them obviously declined heavily, which hasn't happened, but. They, they couldn't basically like, same with Mayo and Pacquiao those guys couldn't have go through their careers <coughs> with not fighting each other it would have been a big stain on their career a big um, asterisk on their resumes mm -hmm. same with Spencer Crawford it didn't make sense I mean someone had to, to do something to make it happen like you know whether you want to say uh, Spence like, um, took less money because he was the, he's the A side or Crawford left uh, Bob Barron in top rank in order to make the negotiations a bit more smoother I mean they both have to give um, give and they both did give and take, as you say. And now the fight's here. I mean, and what? It's now what? 15th of June or 16th of June, sorry. We've got what? Five weeks? Six mm. weeks? Yeah. This is what? 23rd of July? 29th. 29th. 29th of July. Super fight. We've got a lot more build up in it. I think, in terms of build up and spectacle, it's going to be up there as well because they've already started the interviews. They'll probably do a bit more um, just around around the country, build up more anticipation, yeah. more 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 uh, pre-talk, more trash talk before that before the fight. But I can see Crawford is itching for it. Spence is much more a laid-back character, plays his cards closer to the chest. But I can see Terence Terence Crawford. This is what he's been wanting been itching for this every single interview everything every single discussion he's always ready to talk and I'm looking forward to this fight I don't I don't know what happens but what's your gut feeling right now in terms of it's the thing no one really knows I mean it's a close fight um, it's, for me it's whoever executes better on the day handles the occasion better um, whoever's willing to go through adversity more uh, go through the fire more I feel <laughs> Basically, put it this way, Spence has the advantage. Um, the main advantage for him is, I believe, with his trainer. Big, is he bigger? And well, he's bigger as well. But I feel the main advantage for him. I feel the trainer disparity. He has a huge. Uh, I think he has comfortable. James? I think Derek James is comfortably better than Bomac. Not say Bomac is bad, but I feel he has advantage there. And Crawford's biggest advantage is the fact that he hasn't had any real like scares. He hasn't had any injuries. He hasn't had any um car crashes. So he's at he's physically he should be he's at basically a hundred percent. I think Spence physically he'll be a, as best as he can be but the the eye injury and obviously the car crash takes sign out of you. Let's see if we're keeping it out a buck. I mean it may be the blessing to disguise him to switch on but um you know he may have that margin of room to, of error to work with because he's a bigger guy. He's fundamentally more sound. Um put it this way Spence is more fundamentally sound uh, like I said, and with his trainer, makes the right decisions. Whereas Crawford probably has a bit more ability, a bit more fast twitchy. Um, he has, um, we'll say, depends how you view skill, but he can do more things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so they used a great comparison where Crawford is more Kevin Garnett. And do you know who Spence is? Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. And, I, and that's a, I think that's an analogy that Spence used, and that's a fantastic analogy, to be honest. It sums them both up. And then if you look at the, the history of the two, Tell me one more, so it's kind of uh, one way more actually. So, um, in terms of David James being his trainer, who else does he does he train? Does he train? Um, a co is he a Coley? 
No. Okoli's Kronk, isn't it? Um, he, tra- he trained Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, now Ryan Garcia, Frank Martin, and one of the Charlos. I can't always forget which one it is. Okay, and he's a big name in the... Um, he's a big name in the industry, isn't he? You were talking about him, you were raving about him when you were talking about Anthony Joshua. Obviously... Anthony Joshua's skills haven't um, been refined under Derek James yet. It needs a bit more refinement, but him and Ever Spence Give it time to marinate. Him and Ever Spence have been going for time now, so obviously that combination is is strong. In terms of what it would mean for each fighter if they were to win, if if Ever Spence was to win the fight, what would it mean for his career going forward? I mean... He's been undisputed at World Weight, the first one to do so at the four-weight world era. Um, solidified his legacy. And then obviously he can move up to go and hopefully claim um, undisputed at 154 against the Charlos. That's the plan. The winner of the fight goes and does that. And then he really starts his claim as an all-time great. I mean, as a proper like, all-time, all-time great, if that makes sense. Like a nab all-time great. I mean, and the way he's done it, he'll be one of the best paths to undisputed probably arguably the best, you know, taking the belt from Sean Paul, Ugas, Kel Brook, and then Terrence Crawford. Boy, he's got... He, his, he, has, he holds three, is it three? Three, yeah. He holds the WBA, WBC, and the IBF. And then Crawford has one. WBO. It's Crawford who, has the brown. Who has the ring? Is it, uh, the ring is not... No one has the ring. The winner will take the ring. Okay. Yeah. People were saying that... Uh, I saw an argument online that was saying that the ring is probably the best belt of the, of the four. It's, ring is ring will be the fifth but ring is uh, is to solidify who's the best fighter or signify who's the best fighter of the division like who's mm-hmm. the lineal champion mm-hmm. and so usually the undisputed tower holder does have the ring belt but sometimes the ring belt is raking a lot of times the ring belt is raking so yeah okay. Okay. but if Crawford wins he has a real sh- well he'll be a free weight free weight world champion the first man to be undisputed in, in a four belt world era motel um, in two divisions um, and he will look, look likely to go up to get a fourth belt in a fourth division undisputed against Charlo and um, if he's able to beat Spence he's really knocking for top 20-ish per se I mean people still probably put out his resume but if he was able to solidify about being Charlo as well then top 10 is and Charlo hasn't fought in two years hasn't he? he's supposed to fight Tizu um, that's the bigger Charlo the 161 okay um, I can't remember the name the 1541 has I believe fought um, has is undisputed at one five four. Yeah. Okay. So then, in terms of going up in weight, do you think both of them could handle that extra seven pounds and still be able to be as accomplished a fighter? Yeah, I mean Spence is massive at the weight. Spence, uh, he's done well to stick be at his weight his whole career. Uh, Spence can go up to one sixty. I mean, if Spence didn't have his injuries and the, um, the car crash, um, obviously this fight would happen two years ago, and. You know, if they say hypothetically Spence won, Spence will probably be on his way to 160 by now. Okay. Uh, so Spence can easily go um, up. Um, Crawford's got enough skill and talent, he could go up as well. I mean, these are supreme athletes. The supreme athletes that are supremely skilled in boxing, they go up division. So that's why I said Shakur. Supreme athlete, supremely talented, could end up having belts in four, at least four divisions. Haney, not as talented as a boxer, but he's got good athleticism, good um, dimensions. He got all these three, four belts. Tanks power. He's really got like, three divisions. He could probably got to end up end up in four, one, one, four, seven. So these guys, they can really, you know, <coughs> do the do the thing. In terms of you talking there about the, you talked about those those three fighters there, um, being they're probably the biggest names in the in the sport outside of Canelo. 
Um, what do you think about Shakur, uh, Shakur versus Haney fight? The possibility of that? Or do you think Haney has to fight Lomachenko before that happens? Shakur Haney fight? Mm. I think they need to let that marinate a bit. It's a bit premature. Um, let Shakur fight some other guys. Let him get a belt. I think Haney's struggling at the weight, so Haney should go up. Yeah. Um, if he wants to fight anybody in right now, I'd say more fight Tank first. Okay. Uh, but I think he's going to go up after this. Um, obviously, because, yeah, it's a good segue, because obviously I rewatched the Lomachenko Haney fight closely. Controversial decision, according to many. Not, for me, not so much. I mean, it's definitely not a robbery. Definitely not at all. Um, for me, I had it 7 5 to Haney just. But it could have been a draw, and it could easily have been 7 5 to Loma. There was a lot of swing rounds. Mm -hmm. There was at least three, four swing rounds that I had. Um, you could have had one round 10 10. So that, that number third round, the third round, I need to watch it back again. Um, there's another two other swing rounds which I gave Haney the slight adjustment. I mean, for me, because it depends what you value, because I value body shots. Mm. So for me, body shots, head shots, they're the same at the end of the day. I mean, clean shots, yeah. you know what I mean? You attack the body and head with four. I mean, you done well to, to hit Loma to that body so much. That's testament to Loma, Loma's conditioning because he didn't really tire that like that. Maybe those body shots was, was what helped Haney in the last round, the top round, to win the fight. Because the last round, Lomar didn't go for... He didn't go for it. He didn't yeah. go for it. And that's what essentially lost in the fight. Mm -hmm. Because if he went for it, it would have been at least a draw. And that's what lost in the fight. He didn't go for it. And Haney did. Because Lomar had a good 10 and he had a really strong 11th. He, he's, that 11th round was the most decisive. Like he, had, he was hitting Haney clean with a lot of shots. When, when, Lomar, when Lomar was... When Loma went around, it was more decisive than when Haney went around. That's what, it was, that's what I would say. And we watching it, what I was taking from the, the skill... The skill that um, the skill of both fighters. Haney is Haney is a good fighter. You can't take it away from him. His younger is a bit more athletic, and I think his youth actually came through against Lomachenko. Lomachenko starts really slow, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it to his disadvantage because you, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the early rounds still count to the score, and that's what actually hurt Loma. But Loma is an extremely smart fighter. Like he gave um, Haney so many different looks. He would. Like he, he gives feints, tricks. As a fighter, technically, I think it's from what I watch. Even if you watch it slow, I was even watching clips slow down. Some of the things and some of the looks he gives you, it is it's, it's just intelligent. It's smart. It, it, it gives you one look and it takes that look away. Um, but Haney, Haney, he fought well. He was well prepared. Played. Uh, he, he fought a good fight and came with a good plan. And that's what it is. I mean, ultimately, won he it. did. Um... Yeah, like good point. The eleventh round was the most decisive, and some of the rounds that Loma won, maybe arguably more decisive. I mean, the fans um, kind of made it more difficult because every time you know Loma hit or looked like appeared to hit Haney, he, they were screaming. That made sway the boxes, uh, the judges' decisions, um, and so like when the and obviously body punches are harder to view than headshots. But you know Haney kind of did that on himself. Like when he pushed him, um, Loma. In the weigh-ins, he definitely got all the fans on Loma's side, yeah. if they weren't already. So it made it worse for himself. But um, I mean, it was a tactical fight, a bit dirty at times. Uh, there's one time that Loma wrestled him to the ground yeah. when Haney got underneath him. He was putting, using his experience and IQ mm -hmm. and ring craft to put his weight on, on um, Haney's head, back of his head. There's back of the head shots from Haney. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a rematch could happen. A rematch is due. I mean. 
a good clip I saw or picture I saw on Instagram where they said Flo Merva, all these close fights. Madonna. Madonna and uh, Castillo. All these close three matches or close fights, he fought them straight away, straight away. He didn't wait. So that's something that he needs to continue because this is, you know, like I said, I could have had it 7-5, 6-6, 7 You could even have it 8-4 either way, to be fair. You know what I mean? That's just why this I, I just don't... I don't see... I think it's... Even in a rematch, I, I think Haney would win because I think Haney would have seen it, would have downloaded all that data from the 12, 12 rounds. And I don't think it helps Loma in any way because Loma is old, it's getting old. He wants to, he wants to become a, a proper undisputed. He wants to get the belts. Yeah. One last hurrah. Um, after this, if he doesn't fight Haney, who's going to fight? Maybe he's, he's going to be a, a gatekeeper for Shakur. Um, and then if you know these guys are really young, like yeah, they, no yeah. really, he's the last of his generation. There's no one really around his age that should be fighting. Maybe he fought Linares. He's done all. The, what's he do? Get, get, unless he wants to get a big paid against Tank. Um, I don't think. I don't think. He, I think uh, now he's not ready for. I think Tank is ready for him for the likes of Loma. I don't see. I, the only way I see Tank winning is by knockout against Loma. And he can knock him out. And he can, but. Would Loma let him hit him yeah. clean? Yeah. You think he would let him hit him clean? I think he hit him clean a couple of times. And and, and Tank sets up sets traps up, up traps. Uh, Tank's, I've told you, Tank's a lot a much better boxer than people give him credit for. But I, I think Loma's feints and movement it will oh, be yeah. a lot for him. Yeah. Loma will hit him cleaner probably then, or just as clean as he hit him, probably even more. Mm. But I don't think... Dave, his defence is that good. It's improved. It was, it was pretty decent against Ryan Garcia. I mean, Haney's defense ain't that great, but what Haney does do, he fights on the outside, so he yeah. makes it hard for, harder for he's like his offense is his defense. He makes yeah. it hard for you to reach him. But I mean, the only one that has elite defense are those guys is Shakur, uh, and Loma's defense is pretty decent. But um, yeah, like, but see the way Tiafue is probably a better when he, when he's on, he's probably a better pure boxer than um, uh, Tank. But Tank's power. I don't know where T, who knows where Tia's head is. But Tank's power. He's located the belt. Ethereal level power. He's like his blinding power, power the highest. Well, the, you know what happens when the power wanes, he's in big trouble. I think power's, power's the last thing to go. Look at George Foreman. Power stays. George Foreman was a, a, a world champion in the 60s and 70s, or 70s, and then he came back in the early 90s, got a belt. Mm. Like, power's the last thing to go. So, but for him, he's a speaker. He has speed as well. Mm. And that's what I said in the Ryan Garcia fight, which we had a bet on. Don't forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, flipping. What's it called? People thought Ryan Garcia was faster than Tank. He wasn't. Well, even if he was, but he didn't appear that way because Tank's time was... Oh, yeah. after, that round, after he got hit in round two, that was... Garcia kind of mentally was hurt. Yeah, because Garcia was... He played a stupid fight. He was dumb. Like, he was throwing a, like he, Tank said it in the press conference. All you do is throw a left hook. The guy threw three straight left hooks in a row, three left hooks in a row. Tank ducked the last one and gave him a, a counter. Tank's a very good counter puncher. Mm. But then, if that's what... That's what he was, Garcia was giving you... Mm. The other fighters in the division give you different looks. Of course. Like, even the fight he fought before against the other guy, Hector Garcia. Hector Garcia gave him different looks, like, you know what I mean? But he just wasn't as, like, like physically um, super, um, talented as Ryan, probably some of the other boxers. The other boxers give Tank gifted looks. The other boxer could be winning the fight. <laughs> like, probably, you know, we'd say it gets a 10th round, could be 8-2 to two or 7-3. to three. But, like, Tank gets you hurt. <laughs> and now Tank, Tank goes to the body as well, like, like, and Tank's good enough. Like, Tank's not like a wilder where he's just looking up for one punch the whole mm. night. Like Tank is skilled. He sets traps. He, know, he knows what he's doing. Like, he'll give up rounds 
to land that one punch. Yeah, but he does sense. it in a, in a skillful way, which is there's a difference in him and the likes of like why does that? Tag's not really swinging for the uh, fences. He doesn't really swap for wild punches, which is you know a great distinction that needs to be made. But yeah, just to finish from boxing. Tiafimo, he's I don't trust. I don't believe he's retired, but he's lost it. He's lost it. He's vacated his belt. But what he's done, I mean. He has to be throwing. He have to throw his hand in the ring because when he's on his at his best day, he can, can compete with all of them. Well, he he but he just Taylor shadow ever since the cat. Well, in the cat fight, should have never won that. Going forward into this fight, I was I was I, I didn't know, I I didn't know what to expect because I was like, he's coming back from the cat fight. I thought that might be a one off. Yeah, and then I thought Tia Fima's head was just not in the right place. And like, cause the way he was talking about like dying in the ring and all of those, I was like, what's going on here? But he fought an ex- exceptional fight. It's for a very good fight. It tells me what something is that that Cambosis must be an elite fighter then, because guys didn't really take Cambosis seriously in that fight again, when he beat TFO. Uh, I think. Oh, do you think TFO was off? TFO was off. Uh, he probably overlooked him. I mean, apparently the doctors doctors have come out and said he shouldn't be fighting that day. Um, you know, obviously excuses, blah, blah blah reasons. Who knows? But I feel Haney, hey, the way Haney outclassed the female, I know the outclassed Cambos. Mm. I feel that really showed um, that he might not be. He's on a level below. Okay. You know, what I mean, maybe he can get another belt when all these guys vacate or undisputed, Doug. Yeah, he done well. Maybe he can get a belt mm. again when these guys go up, mm. or if he goes up, fight someone that's not as great. But um, it was just, it was just a lucky day. I think that was his best day. That was one of Tio's worst day. Even, but even Tio against. Um, the Spanish guy before. Oh, he had a Sandra terrible Mark. fight. He had a, he oh, had yeah. a terrible fight. So, but what the I think said that he might should have won. So potentially, was... yeah. One thing I would say about Tio is um, it's a it's a trait and an ability, a mental ability that he shares with Mayweather. Those guys are exceptional at fighting under chaos and adversity, like mm-hmm. outside the ring. Whoever's going outside the ring, when it comes to the ring, they can you know tunnel vision and they can go there and execute. Because that was mad what he was saying, but I don't even know how he beat just. I, from a mental capacity, there's no way he should have beaten just Taylor. But maybe just Taylor's at a local place because he knew he knew he couldn't beat. He didn't beat Jack Carroll. Yeah, but Sandra, uh, Tio's coming from the same thing for Sandra Martin, so mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But that execution, shout out Teddy Atlas for I watched that alone today for bringing that to my attention. It's a very good point. That under chaos, under adversity. Those boys can execute no matter what the scenario, no matter what the situation, and so it got tipped out after those guys there. Just, it was quicker than um, it was exceptional, man. An exceptional yeah. fight. But just yeah. Taylor's now. Just you can tell why he didn't fight Crawford. Now, I mean, he was trying to, but he was never good enough. And Teddy Adams said that him and AJ are both overrated, and you know, he's looking right. Saying that UK fighters are overrated again. He's been saying that for a while. I mean, what's the one that O'Hara Davis has been trying to fight? Who's he trying to fight? Because I heard that. Uh, is he trying to fight? I know he's the mandatory for someone, and guys are trying to. How many bit is heavy? Um, world champions are there? Uh, you know, champion, but he's trying to fight someone, and he's a welterweight, I believe. He's well, he's talking about trying to get the belt. Guys are not trying to give him a chance, but British fighters, man, they have poor. Like, did you watch a Coley? Yeah, it was shocking. That was shocking. I hope that they rematch. They must. I haven't watched it yet, but I mean, yeah, bro, the, what I was saying was shocking. He wants to fight Romero. That'll be a good fight for him. Oh, he wants the belt, man. For, for the belt, yeah. I don't know how he got the belt. He was awful in that fight as well. Just to tell you, and they, the fights have not been stopped. There you go. What Romero, man? He's a name, though. He talks. Yeah, he talks, and obviously the tank fights helped him. Well, yeah. Tank knocked him through the ropes. 
Howard Davies top to lose Lewis Ritson he's on a good winning streak he, he lost to Jack Carroll oh so he lost to Jack Carroll okay makes sense Jack Carroll was a good fighter and he lost to Just Taylor so he lost his account to Just Taylor and Jack Carroll which are which are Come like world be. level fighters yeah they are so, so maybe he can get a belt he can beat Roley essentially yeah go watch out for Roley's power but yeah Roley got power he does yeah even Tank said he's the hardest hitter that's why Tank was even mm. more um, cautious when he, he approached him. Okay, Roley just gives me, looks like he's joking. Wait, why did Tank knock him through the ropes like that, though? Because Roley doesn't have skill and Tank set him up. Set him, knocked him right through the ropes, man. Roley Romero, man. Anyway, mm. man, let's move on to happier days. Whoop, whoop! Let's talk football! Before we go into talking about one of my favourite guys. Anyway, trouble talk. Talk to me nice. Trouble. Trouble. Trouble too. Obviously trouble. 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 Came at the expense of Arsenal. Pep. Pep. Pep talk. What I'd say. Let me give you a pep talk here. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Um. City won the trouble this year. Twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three, Premier League champions. FA Cup champions and also Champions League champions. Undeniable. They, they somehow Southampton is the team that stopped them from doing the quadruple. I feel under, they, that will can't be matched. If they do the quadruple, it'll be crazy. But to actually do the treble in a year where at Christmas, guys were doubting if City were on. They were saying that this version of City was not the best version of City. But it's mentality, it's preparation. Everything just fell into place for this City team. They kind of warmed up as the season went along. And when it was crunch time, they were at their best. They were there to execute. I mean, the great teams, the great players, when they go and get stuffed, they're ready. They stood up and be counted or they got going. Um, And they didn't wither. But the great thing about this city team is that their adaptability for me is the biggest thing for them. Like they can play many different styles, they score goals, different ways, they goalkeeper. Like they can do well in most areas. They're up and down, most skills, most ways you would assess them, they score well every well. They don't really have a weakness per se. Mm-hmm. Like since before had a weakness. Maybe Edison could give you a goal. Defensively they looked a bit suspect, especially on a counter attack. Um you know, they had a soft underbelly per se, especially mentally. Mentally, they're a bit fragile. Um, but see, wow, it's really next man up. I mean, the only one that looks like if he gets, you know, even if Haaland went down, you got Alvarez. I think Rodri is the key. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, Rodri is the key that makes the, the engine go. Yeah, because uh, if you took like what I love about City is that no one player is irreplaceable. You know, you got teams around the league who say, oh, this player, we don't, we can't sign another player in this guy's position because it will hinder this guy's development. City do not care. They will they will sign Haaland and then sign a World Cup winner to be the understudy. They will sign Mahrez when they have a Foden, they have a, they like, they have Sterling, they have Sonic, they sign Mahrez. They don't care. So when you're a top your, team. Fight for your position, fight yeah. for your minutes. When you're a top team, you do not care. That depth it worked. And Akanji, Akanji turned out to be a key signing for, for what they ended up doing. I think Akanji is the key that unlocked a lot of what City 
could do this season yes, because he he's a one-on-one defender who's also good with his feet and he allowed Ruben Diaz to be the the the, the middle centre-back and then see the game from the deepest line centre-back position and you got a Kanji and Ake good in their one-on-one duels Athletic. and then Stones could drop in and out of the out there they have um, versatile defenders I had four centre-backs across the back yeah, line. Yeah. I mean, Pep's done it again. But yeah, Akanji, you know, great signing. Yeah. Like I said, it's cheap. What, 22 mil? Yeah. Even yeah. I think with 15. I don't know why. I, I mean, he's been good for a while. I don't know why yeah. the likes of Arsenal and other teams didn't really look into. Hey, man, I don't know what happened. Um, Ake as well. I mean, people too. You know, people didn't used to rate Ake before that much, before we went to Man City. I think he came good this season and he was good in the World Cup as well. He was very good in the World Cup. good defender. I mean, Arsenal, what? You only have... We have three, two, we have three decent centre-backs. Mm-hmm. Decent centre-backs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was, it was unfortunate that Tomiyasu got injured as well yeah. at Saliba because if Tomiyasu was there... Then White got have slid in. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that was a bit unfortunate to be fair, but you still need that depth. Um, but you need some fullbacks as well because he had Kyle Walker, they got rid of Cancelo. They had um, the young boy that came in. Oh, uh, Rico Lewis. Yeah. But I think he was experimenting. I think Pep was trying to experiment. He was trying to say, okay, could Lewis do what Stones is for? Could Cancelo... I don't think he ever thought Cancelo could do this in the mid, but it was like, Cancelo can be a false winner, false winner, winger, and come into fullback. It was giving them different looks. And then he, eventually he just said, okay, this is my best team. Yeah. And that's one thing that City did this year. They were like, "This is my best team. I'm gonna ride these guys. I'll just interchange one on one guys." Didn't mess it. You didn't yeah. mess it up. And then when guys weren't performing, he just take them out. Yep. Like KDB not performing, took him out for some games. Obviously his hamstring um, went, but in the final he didn't play. He, well, he played for like 20 minutes out, folding, slips in, seamless. Like he can do so many different things with that team because he's he's prepared them. He's prepared them for the eventuality. No one. No one knows if they're going to start every week. No one's bigger than the team. Yeah. I mean, t- together, everyone achieves more. There's no iron team. The next mm-hmm. man up mentality, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going to have to transfer to my kids because my best player has gone, oh, it's basically like our KDB mm-hmm. or Steven Gerrard. He's gone to move countries as our captain's left. So <laughs> next man up mentality. Crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, he's prepared a team from start to finish. Everyone can fill in, everyone can do a job. So, I mean, like, for example, Pep, uh, one of my, my biggest inspiration for coaching, um, love what he's done. Watched him for a, a, a long time. Probably could do better. I probably need to read his books. If he has got any books and do some more analysis on him, I can. YouTube's your best friend. Um, but even on the final, I mean, they didn't play that KG, well. It's KG, man. Inter Milan done a good job. If you look at chances, Inter Milan had better chances. Inter Milan, the formation that Inter Milan did matched up against the 3 2. Is the 3 2 3 1 kind of formation that they play? It worked. Yeah. It worked. What they were able to flood the spaces, uh, in it, like a wide. They made it. They made them have to play through the middle, and that's why Inter had their men. Their men. If we at the back, they could marshal Haaland. Hard to get down the rings if you only got one one wide man. You've only got Grealish and Silva out wide, and they had their fullbacks matching up. So it just it just I played mean, into their hands. Yeah, Inter Milan tactically they were astute. I mean, Simeone Inzaghi, fantastic mm-hmm. job. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you look at chances, they deserve to win the game. It is. It's Lukaku, man. You have to talk about Lukaku, you have to talk about Lutaro. Yeah, Lukaku, Lutaro, they missed their chances. Inter Milan, uh, they played as good a game as they could have, regard, mm-hmm. uh, apart from people finishing. Like they, like, like I said, City could play four centre-backs, good, mm-hmm. but it forces guys inside. Those guys, mm-hmm. are not. they're not Kyle Walker, they're not um, 
scantilla, they're not going to create stuff out wide. Yeah. So if you thought, because they're not, so unless they start doing overlaps, but even if they do overlaps, not really going to put mm. good quality per se. Yeah. I mean, the one time they did, I believe, who put a cross in? Oh, I mean, Akanji. Akanji made a pass, I think, for Bernardo. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. how they scored a goal. But, Bernardo had but to, that was, again, that was still central. Akanji had to come through. And, yeah, like, so they done well, so they were able to flood the middle, which is something that teams can look, if they want to stop sitting in the future, force them inside. Their right backs and left backs and centre backs are not really going to offer much, taking players on, overlaps per se. That's why Brentford do so well against them. So, I mean, you know, free at the back, yeah. And they were unfortunate, I mean, What's his name? Luk- uh, Lukaku. Lukaku, bro. I mean, I no clutch gene. He's got no clutch. Gene. Why all. does it? Why does it always in big moments? He always seems to wet the bed. He's, like, he's not that guy. Euros, like he just against Italy. He even blocks like, a shot off, off the line for his own team. But I don't know what he does. Oh, you men are harsh, man. What do you mean harsh? Oh, he has, like, he has he no clutch. I've said, I've said it for years. No, no, no. For that last game, come on, man. That, that, he didn't stop. But yeah, look at that. We, we had the best chances. Look at that. But that's what I'm saying. He didn't start. He came and he had the best chances. Yeah, yeah and he missed them. And he Ooh. missed them. No, but the one that you're saying that he blocked. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, the one that you're saying he blocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's that's that just one, it. That, that that's one, just him though. That one. That's just a that's microcosm just him, of him. It's it. like it's not like it's, it's a bad thing. It just happens to. It just happens to happen to him. Why? Why was like Balotelli said? Why was me? Why was me for Lukaku? He needs that shirt as well. Well, the header one and the header central. That's shocking. That one, I, I, I can't He had like he was surprised though. Why is he surprised? Every time he misses a chance, he's so surprised. For Belgium, for for Inter, for, for Chelsea, Chelsea. When it comes to the big, for United as well, mm. the big games. I think Everton. I think it was uh, it was there Everton as well. Yeah. I'm not too sure. The big games. I think it was. They had that stat. The big games. Lukaku goes missing. He'll get you good numbers throughout the season, but the big games he goes missing. You can't rely on this guy when they go and get stuff, and it's been shown year on year on year on year. He's on just year. not clutch. He got a Harry Kane thing. You know, when the biggest moment happens, yeah. the big when you actually say, okay, show me you're an elite player, show me that you're above the rest, he just can't, he can't achieve the goals that he has. And the thing is, Harry Kane will get away with it more because Harry Kane's a more refined footballer. Mm. You know what I mean? But even though Lukaku is, has won stuff. Lukaku's won stuff and he's still yet, I don't understand this. Kane hasn't won stuff, but Lukaku's been winning stuff and he's still been flopping. And King gets better numbers as well. Mm. But, um, do you well, know what? But I, as much as we criticize Lukaku in that game, Lukaku is when he's rubbish. It's loud. It's like you can see he's rubbish. Because it uh, it's like very rubbish. Fool. Like he's like, oh, I want to show it's you uncouth. that I'm rubbish. Lutaro was rubbish as well, but his one was quite rubbish. Because they, they don't do like technical. Mis- they don't have technical mishaps and do stuff that is wild. <laughs> like they don't have stuff that is trending on Twitter. Like, you have to look really closely to see Lutaro's. Rubbish. Even like a basic guy has basic understanding of football can be like, oh, this guy's crap. They will see the cup doing nonsense. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a student of the game to know that. No, it does, yeah, it was. It was that header, know, yeah. I, I don't know what it was doing. Why had it? He headed it in the middle where the keeper is. You, you can see that the keeper's scrambling. You have to head it in the corners. Do you know they teach you that in, in like in young age of football? No, I teach my kids that. Corners. You head back to you head it in the corners. You, normally, you head back to where the ball is coming to. I have a head back where the ball's coming to, or you head it across. Yeah, I mean, you got good power. Mm-hmm. Headed it low, just too central. Man, it's just it's just it's just like but to be fair, it causes problems. It's just a shame that ment- mentally, you know, he doesn't have it, man. Hey, hey man, hey, the you record see, is man, there. In the big moments, the record is there. No, no, no. The, the way you talk about him as a whole, when you talk about him just based on that one game, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, it's a record. It was, it's yeah. so much evidence. Like, there's actually so much evidence. Like, it's years and years of evidence. Do you know what it is with Lukaku as well? It's just his facial expressions after he misses. Like, he makes it evident that he's messed up. 
Why is he? Why? Why? Why always like? Why always is like? He's a great actor. He's like he's acting. That. Shout out to Kaku, man. He's bagging one of the baddest in the game. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's the winner. Hey, maybe the end. that's the curse. Maybe that's the curse. If we get the baddest in the game, well, he's been doing this before. Yeah. <laughs> but flipping, yeah, he's he's the real winner. <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. But yeah, see, hey, that's what champions do, man. When you play, when you play an awful, you just come through the mire. You can still win. Still win. Because that was an issue for City before. Like they couldn't be able to win games when they weren't playing that well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, is Pep the goat? Is this trouble? Does this trouble surpass Ferguson's trouble? This is the second time. He's the second. I think the first man to have two trebles. He's, t- he's talking to a a man. He's talking to Sir Alex right in his face, man. Uh, I, for me, I favour Pep. And why? Um. Multiple countries, he's done it with multiple countries. Yep, he's done it with multiple iterations of teams, especially you can show it, uh, shown it now with the city team. Um, where he's gone, he's changed the game, everywhere he's gone, he's changed yeah. the game. Um, and internationally for those teams as well. Yep, uh, he's implemented styles, and you can see in the reflection of how other teams around the leagues try and play no one tried to imitate Ferguson's style I think Ferguson was more of a man manager rather than a tactician Pep changes the game because you're going to see teams come next season with three, with three centre backs and try the two pivots you're going to see people try to copy copy that so I'm I was very imp- I'm very impressed with what Pep's done his uh, um, resume as well now with this trouble kind of cemented and I think you have to say that you know he is the greatest manager of the of this generation, from what I know, guys can go back to Rigo Sarchi. Guys can talk about maybe Ancelotti's record, um, winning multiple Champions Leagues as well. Guys can say, speak about Salex, obviously himself. He can go back to the older days, talk about Bob Paisley. Um, you know, doing research, wow. Um, you can go back, man. Corners of Football Manager, the other one's Ernest Happel. Uh, he's, is he Austrian? Yeah. And he managed Bayern. He managed like all the teams, man. But in terms of the Hall of Fame for managers, he's I think he's up there with Ferguson or he's right up there. You talk about you, Duke Heineckers, but man got sacked after winning champs. That's a crazy thing. But um, there's yeah, man. Pep's resume is very cemented. He's so dominant as well in the leagues, man. It's like what ninety points. He's averaging like ninety-one points in like a season. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, I have to give Pep. I have to give Pep the accolades, man. So, according to Foot Manager, um, Ferguson's first Hall of Fame five thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Pep second, Mourinho third, uh, Angelotti third, a fourth, Chapa twenty fifth, Bob Paisley sixth, Lukasko uh, Shakhtar Donetsk seventh, Willie Maley Celtic Scottish manager eighth. Munes nine, Omar Hitzfeld ten. Uh, I know about Omar Hitzfeld. It was it was um, Switzerland. Yep. Hey Mourinho, man, flip. Mourinho, I've, I've man. Him, I've asked him on the twenty first. You know, Shout out to him. Kind of goes, you know. Who did some of the names above him? Can't talk to him. Hey, Jock Stein. Um, yeah, what? Where's Mourinho on that list? Third. Third. Mourinho, do you know what it is? If he had evolved with modern football, he would run up there. It would have been. He, he was talking to Pep. Paul, no, there's, there's, there's a separation. There's a separation now, man. 
To be fair, he's just... He, it's a different era. He's a different era. He didn't evolve. And he started chasing titles. And when the top, when Mourinho doesn't win, he's, he grates players. So... I think Mourinho's next step is international football. I think Pep's as well. You think? Yeah. Pep said he's leaving after these next two years, so... I mean, he's done it all. And I, I wonder what Man City have in store. I think they're probably looking at the Zerbi. Yeah, probably, yeah. Because he... Um, Pep's not afraid to copy as well, because he said he's been copying the Zerbi, copy some of what Arteta's done so well. Yeah, I mean, the, the best ones are, you know, they don't necessarily always reinvent the real data. Adapt and add a little piece here and there. I mean, like even me, at a much lower level. When I do my draws, I see a lot of draws online and just implement it and mm-hmm. try to adapt it to what I need my boys to be specifically learning. But um, or, and yeah, that's literally about it. But flipping, for me, it's Pep the goal. Um, like I said, there's a table for two, him and Ferguson. I slightly give him this ever slightest of edges. Um, a lot of the points you you mentioned, I agree with as well. Uh, he's done in different countries, different mm-hmm. cultures, different languages. He's, you know, changed the game of football the way he's played. At, you know, not just at the top level, youth level as well. Yep. Um, tactically, he's innovated the game. Youth development of players, he's done it. He's done it, you know, academy graduates, he's done it buying players. So even if some of the players he's brought in, he's made them better. Like Sir Sterling and Grealish, some of the players he's already had from the academies, he's made better. He has a big part to play in, in arguably the greatest player of all time, or definitely top two in Messi. Mm-hmm. Ferguson can counteract that by saying Ronaldo, whoever you want to see in terms of who's done a better job developing which player, I'll probably give Ferguson the edge because Ronaldo was more of a developing edge, if that makes sense, than Messi but might But then I, you would say that, but the true Messi came out under Pep. Pep enabled Messi to be what he was. And Pep, Messi's best season ever was under Pep. It is. I mean, Ferguson... Ferguson never had Ronaldo's best season. Ferguson had the, the start of it. Unfortunately, Fer- uh, Ronaldo left for Madrid. But, I mean, Ferguson... Mourinho, Ferguson, you, Ferguson's the biggest reason for, in my opinion, in terms of the coaches, or well, on him, where he's gone from uh, a good player, world-class player, to an all-time great. If we actually he, see... He took the biggest jump under Ferguson, that makes sense. If we actually look at attacking players and see who has the best... Um, we're going to say, who has had the... Get, bring the most out of his attacking players, mm-hmm. you'll be shocked. He'll be. I mean, he does a lot for sure. He does the numbers. Yeah. Um, Ma- he does. Mourinho Ma- gets the best out of his attackers every single time. Flipping. So they both like play developing wise. They're both equal, in my opinion. Pe- Pep and Serlix. Pep and Serlix. Yeah. I I think Pep gives his players. I think Serlix brings the most out of his players. I in in terms of bringing the most out of average players, Serlix is the best. In in the, ever to ever do it. Like guys like Full Neville, Davin Fletcher have careers just off the back. Shea. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they have careers just off the back of playing on the Celtics. Like no else will they make it. Nicky like Bart. Yeah, bruv. So is he the reason that the England team is shit then? Who? Ultimate. Ultimate. Who? Down to Fergie. Fergie. Obviously, obviously, if Man United are the most dominant team and you got guys that are only playing well because of a system, when they come to England, oh, you won't, we won't function. England had other problems outside of Man United. That's a, that was a, that's a big one. You had other problems. You can't not play Fergie's players. <laughs> hey, Carrot didn't play. Carrick, oh, yeah. Ugly not playing Carrot cost England. Because imagine if Carrick played. You had Hargreaves, to be honest. Hargreaves was a top tier. 
Well, um, Carrick offers a different line. Mention in international football, Carrick would be a, a star because he controls the game. I mean, and he dictates the, the tempo. The, the England has lacked a good coach. The coach wasn't good enough to handle all those um, personalities, and he was good. He wasn't big enough to let's say Paul, let's How say Capello. I mean, he wasn't able to. He was on the decline. He wasn't able to do it. But he wasn't the, the coach wasn't good enough to let's say okay, cool. We have Carrick, Gerrard, and Lampard, or Carrick scores and Lampard, or Carrick, Gerrard, and scores. Lampard's on the bench. Whoever's performing the best, basically, and if you're not playing well, you come off. Then that comes in. Said they want to try fit all those guys in. Hey, trying to like, fit them out. Got schools out on the right mid. That is obviously doesn't hinder. You know what? I think Pep would have found a way to play all of those guys and make them play to their best, man. Maybe, but you may have to drop someone. You can't. You can't. I would have played. I would have played Carrick. I would have played Carrick or Hargreaves as the deep line. Gerard and Lampard. And I say Gerard, you're the box to box. Lampard, you're the advanced playmaker. And Carrick, you're the you're the metronome. Yeah, that would have worked. And then if the if the game was get away from them, three three, and then change, take one on off when the game's getting away. If the game's getting away, you need some control. Bring the likes of scores in. Yeah. But flipping, yeah, Pep, all those stuff. What I would say with Ferguson, the one thing he does have with Pep, which Pep will never approve, is obviously managing at lower levels and still proven to be as just like successful. Aberdeen. It was a different type of football. Aberdeen, though. but so he was able to do it at Aberdeen and you know, forty year period. You don't think if you take Pep back um forty years and he said he's gonna implement his style of football, he could have made an impact. Potentially, yeah. I must say, must say, would have made it, but would he be able to do it with a weaker team? We wouldn't know. I mean, it's not something he has to prove per se, but that's a, that's a Captain Ferguson's uh, column or taking Ferguson's column, um, and yeah, like it's very close. Like I said, same, same. But my my outtake is this: Messi and Pep, they either became the goats in the same season, or they both. Looked the of the main competitors right in the eye. They may have made inarguable cases. They may have cases you can't dispute. And so yeah, Pepe, Pepe Messi, uh, Messi right after the sunset in the Messi same season. Looked at Ronaldo in the eye and said, <laughs> uh, "Ah, Ronaldo." Messi looked Pele in the eye, and Pepe is looking Ferguson in the eye it's on the same table. Hey man, look, keep looking at the table, man. Shout out to Pele, man. Messi and Pep. Like I said, most people will say them as they go, and I, I mean, I won't argue either. I mean, for me, you can't argue with that. I can't argue either. They both made inarguable cases. For me, I I give Pep the slight edge, and in terms of football wise, in terms of players wise, Messi and Pele, I still I think by the slightest of ticks, it's still just about Pele. But Messi, if you want to say Messi, I'm gonna say fair play. It's just, it's fair play. Remember that episode fifty when we have episode one fifty, we should have this again. We'll talk about this again. Being successful here, right now. I want him right here, right now. I want to get, cook him. We need to get. We need to get. Oh, out get him here right now. We need to get the visuals out. But flipping, yeah, that's that on Pep. Shout out to Pep, and he he may put some daylight between him and the rest. He's, he's not finished. But yeah, quickly NBA. NBA. <laughs> We're talking basketball. Season done. We're talking ba- nuggets. Do you know what? One of the guys I've been hailing from from yeah, a young pup. Play. I've been hailing from a young you pup. You're early. Early on this one. Oh my gosh, he came through. Hey, Nicola, your kids. Let me with my yarn shout. Yeah, you're man. Early. It's good when you, uh, a productive shout comes through. Head of the curve. Yeah, uh, man. Obviously, next next shout is um, my guy, Luca winning before Mbappe. We t- could talk about Mbappe another day. Mbappe goes Madrid. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, if he goes Madrid, um, who knows? Madrid, he might be, Madrid might have to bring out another black kit. He might be going to. Um, he might be going to Man United, so that could be oh, the end of his. He's going to But yeah, man, what Jokic did, what Jokic achieved, 
Man, shout out to Denver, man. What they overcame. That Lakers series to actually sweep the Lakers is a competitive sweep. Is that, that's as competitive a sweep I'll probably ever see. Like, Lakers were in every game, in every game. You know what it was funny? It's like, AD would come to the party, LeBron would not. LeBron mm. would come to the party, AD would not. It's in collective. Then the rest of the role players, they just got found out in that series. Um, and, that, and that series is when I realised that Denver actually had, they were deep, man. They were deep. Bruce Brown's a player, KCP's a player, Ivan Gordon. He wasn't even good in the Lakers, the Lakers series. The Lakers got flipping rid of KCP. Fam, that, that trade for Westbrook should haunt them. Because they were, like, they rebuild themselves back to the team they were before the Westbrook team. It's a, it's a disaster, but... You can't, you can't, you can't even have guys like Christian Braun. He's a super athlete. He is. He, hey, they drafted well, they picked well, and they got their just desserts. It shows you continuities that actually wins the day. Bringing all these superstars together, it doesn't It doesn't yeah. always result in the championships. The last three championships have been continuous. The only one that's been put together. It only shows that it's really only LeBron and Kawhi can, you know, do yeah, it on the a championship, man. And Kai's had him once, LeBron's done it a few times, but continuity usually held, is, holds the day, like, usually the winner. And even those times, aside from the LeBron one, even LeBron, on football as well, yeah. look at PSG's experiments. Yeah, they try to bring superstars together, try to placate the guys. You, you can't, you can't. You have to just, you have to ride it out. Like, even if even if you look at Toronto's championship, it was there was it was the adding of Kawhi to a set of core. Yeah, it was. That, yeah. that really did it. And the Lakers one, you can say, is kind of manufactured. But they worked hard, man. LeBron... LeBron was there the season before. He said, okay, this is the pieces I needed to get me there. And, he, and then obviously the bubble happened. But even back, if we go back to like, what, 2010, look at the teams that have won it. Miami, they were brought together together. Spurs. Continuous. Uh, continu- continuity. Dallas, I believe Dallas continuous as well. Da- Dallas continu- continuity. Obviously Cleveland won it, but they had a, a subtle kind of... Ah. Not settled. They had a carry in and they bought some pieces. So that you can say that then Golden State, that was a core, all drafted together. And they went on to dominate and then they added a piece. Obviously, Denver Denver Denver's here now. Denver doesn't even need to add a piece. They have everything they have. They actually drafted so well. Yep. Um Jamal Murray is he's definitely surely an all-star now. Surely he should get the all-star shouts. Yeah, it's past people. Just it shows you that when you're on the playoff stage, if you perform, that's what makes your name. Biggest stage. It's the biggest stage. I mean, Jokic, because Jamal Murray's tall, it's not a sore, not an all star. So Jokic will be one of those few guys that won it without any other all stars. Yeah. So big shout out to Jokic. I mean, Jokic is cementing himself in all time air, rarefied air. I mean, his stats were crazy. He dominated the game. Obviously, people used to get him for physically not being able to jump, defensively being a weakness. But that was like who knows that was it was it was shielded. Um, hopefully, we you know for him we we'll, we we'll like to see if he can build on this or is this going to be like a Dirk type season? Who knows? I think he has a bit more substance than the likes of Dirk. But hey, man! But you never is, know. Is the call that um, the Nuggets have are growing together. That's true. Uh, Dirk's one was brought together. It was kind of brought together. You had to get the pieces. You had to get Tyson Chandler. You had to get Jason Terry. It was kind of like, okay, let's find the right pieces around him. Jason Kidd as well. Yeah. J- oh, yeah, Jason Kidd as well. But this team that we have here with Denver, they've got a lot of youth. They've still got pieces that can still do, they can still achieve more. Like Michael Porter Jr., who's to say he doesn't add more to his game? Oh, yeah, if, see if he can stay yeah, fit. Yeah, because sure. that's the, that's the, that's the uh, mystery piece, basically. He's still young. He'll still add a lot. If he if he goes up a, another level, let's say he becomes an all-star, 
Yeah. What does that mean for that team? Imagine if they have him to be a goalie. Like he's six foot ten, he can shoot over anyone. Like I mean, I, I feel for them. How old is he? Like twenty four. It's twenty. Yeah, twenty four. Because oh, Jokic is like what, 27, 28? It's twenty eight. So as Jokic ages, you'd hope that Michael um, Jr. could be there to carry, so yeah. extend his career. I'm um, similar. I'm not. Sure, I don't know how old Jamal Murray is. He twenty six. It's twenty six. And Gordon's at twenty six. Um, so that's what you would hope would happen. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Jokic, what, in the regular season, no, not regular season, in the playoffs, overall, 30, 14, 9, so 30 points, 40 rebounds, 9 assists, shooting spits as a centre, 55 from the field, 46 from the free, 80% from the free Three throw lines. In the finals, 30, 14, and 7, shooting spits 58, 42, and 83%. I mean, across... He led the playoffs in points, rebounds, and yep, as well. First player ever to do it. Larry Bird didn't do it, LeBron James didn't do it, Magic Johnson didn't do it, Michael Jordan, Walt Chamberlain, none of those guys did it. So, I mean, he is one of a kind. I mean, he's the best passer big man, one of the top uh, five to seven big mans already. Um, the way he's going, he's probably going to end up... Uh, probably end up top four. I think it'll be, it'll be Kareem, it'll be Bill uh, Russell... Shaq and I think um, I think he could overtake Shaq potentially we'll see is it actually I can't the last time the uh, big man was the best player on the team was that what back to Shaq isn't it well title winning team title winning team the be, uh, the big man is the best player on well, the team well you could argue AD team. into the bubble bomb most people the LeBron guys will shoot you down yeah I had AD but yeah, okay. guys, guys were telling me oh you yeah, had Dark in 2010 we talking about or 2011 mm, but we, yeah Dark is a big man but he's not <laughs> It's different to Yoga. Yoga plays son and Dirk plays more power forward. Somehow I don't know how he got away with him power forward. Yeah, it not To be fair... So same with Tim Duncan, I don't know how he got away with him power forward. It wasn't a power forward. Tim Duncan was really a son. I don't know how... That, that, that was ridiculous because Tim Duncan was playing son and there was no other big, so I don't get it. I think they... Because obviously they brought him in when they had the Admiral David. Oh, Robinson. Tim, Tim, uh, and so uh, they Tim they forced him on the court at the same time. But I don't know how in the world Tim Duncan fries Craig got away playing son. I mean, Garnett, fair play. He's a bit more um, facing the basket, a bit more athletic. But when they matched up, though, Tim, Timmy D, deal with this, man. Yeah, because Timmy D is a better player. So, yeah, I mean... What was it? They had Tim. They had Timmy D, yeah, Garnett. Who was the other... And Dirk. Flip. Some of them guys were not getting all... Oh, flip. All NBA. Crazy. If you were a power forward in the West, you were not getting... All, all NBA was already sorted. Crazy. Away made first team, rather. Yeah. Like you could, those guys probably won two, three for a long time. Yeah. But all the other guys, boy, you're struggling to get a sniff. Probably. Struggling. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jokic, your boy, any last words on him? Uh, uh, hey, man, Kendrick Perkins stopped him from doing three time NBA MVP. Made a campaign. Say the sales was racist. It's racist thing. Now Embiid has got the crown. And Embiid, it, to be fair, this is probably the worst MVP that Embiid's ever got because no matter what he, no matter what happens, he had an MVP and the other big man that he was going to actually won a chip. And the other big man, or quarter big man that he could be so if he's got a chip as well. Now the pressure is on him immensely. So here's my question. Is Jokic the best player in the world right now? Yeah. If win the chip, you get, get the crown. They can't get the belt, especially the way that Giannis yeah. flamed out. Even yeah. though, in my opinion, if you're missing two games of a series, you can't you can't be hopefully accountable. But it's the way he, they lost the last game. Obviously, the way he lost our last game is on him. But you missed two games in the series. Well, you basically missed three games in the series. They lost two of those games. The, no, the, the game four in Miami. Oh, they were up like 
15 yeah. or something like that. That's what Miami was doing to guys the whole, the whole playoffs. I, I, I was just stunned the way Milwaukee was just giving up leads because even when they won, when they won the, that game two without him, I was like, okay, yeah, calm for Milwaukee. I don't know how Milwaukee would have fared this playoffs. Uh, I get Milwaukee against Celtics would have been a good matchup again, but Middleton being back, I think Milwaukee would have made it all the way to the finals what, if Anderson didn't got injured. Milwaukee against Denver would be interesting because I thought Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez would have been a good matchup against Jokic. Yeah, Brook Lopez would be a better matchup. And, Giannis, and Giannis is a rover. And obviously, someone like Giannis, like ferociously attacking the basket to actually put pressure under. Like he'll be calling Brook Lopez for the screen. And take on Jokic to the basket, and then the fouls, and the fouls, and the shooters. It'll have been very interesting to see. I mean, thank God that they got rid of Budenholzer. Like, I, I, who said it? I think it was um, Jay Will, and I thought about this as well. Giannis mm. won a title, and the Bucks won a title despite Budenholzer. Like, I don't think Budenholzer is a good coach. It's a good regular season. I don't think he's, well. Yeah, he's not a good playoff coach. I think he's, okay, he's good, but he's not great. He's not got adjustments, and that's yeah. the thing you need in the playoffs. So. That's like, Doc Rivers as well. Like all the, what most of the coaches that got sacked this obviously they just off. don't make adjustments. They got they're, they're setting their ways, and then after that it's like, uh, 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 you know mm. what I mean? Like get get them guys out. We need to adjust, man. Things are ever evolving. Things are moving. Can you adjust? And if you don't have adjustments, you, you can see us at home. So yeah, I mean. And before we close, let's talk about two of the twenty. Is it twenty eight nineteen draft? <laughs> Sound like that one and two. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with John Morant before throwing we get a, into the less serious stuff. Throwing a career away. John Morant got suspended for 25 games. Too heavy or too light? Uh, I think we'll deliberate this more next season, but I'm um, not next season, next episode, but my early thoughts. Uh, I would like to see him get 35. I mean, more to deter him. For me personally, I think it's too light because you. You say you do something once, mm. and we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, you're dumb. We get it. You made a mistake. The second time we do it. Now, when I saw the news flying around that notification, I was thinking, what the hell is this? That is, I saw this already happened. Like, what's yeah. this? Is a Groundhog Day? And then he done it again. I was thinking, this guy crazy. Then tried to say, the toy gun. This looks dumb. Yeah, man. Hey, he's good to get the punishment. And even though it's not against the law per se, especially in Memphis, but. You have your laws within like a private company, yeah, NBA, private company. your moral clause, whatever they call it. You have to abide by them. You sign up, and that's what helps you. You know, that's why you're allowed to be paying this amount of money. Like, like it's up, you know, this gives off that they're trying to be someone who's not. You know, you're not that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you actually not. Like, from at least from what I've heard of your background, like you grew up in a private school, stuff like that. Like, focusing on basketball. If you've got friends like that, you need to get rid of them. You, you know, your your support system needs to guide you. Um, also a big part of it he has no vets in his team proper mm. vets um, maybe Chris Paul will end up going there now that um, he might get waived does that make sense so what's that Chris Paul might end up going to Memphis because he will add some sensibility to the team maybe maybe nah, dumb dumbos but then just to round up let's talk about Sir Zion Zion hey, this reports that he might get traded to Charlotte uh, maybe that's good for him. He needs to go to the... That's the Bible Belt. Maybe he needs to be around church. But... Uh, deliverance. Um, he recently announced that he's having um, a baby. and Have a baby by me, baby. <laughs> be a millionaire. <laughs> and Have a all, baby by me, a baby. And an all hell book, Liz. Zan, uh, boy. 
I mean, he was, he was hitting the girl with his dreams, I guess. Like, you know. It's, it says society has an issue because there's no way that... What happened is that he was, he'd been watching that person on the internet when, before. Yeah. And when he got money, he did... Oh, now the, the people that I see on the internet, I can grab. Little did he know the issues that he was going to have. Yeah, that's just what happened, and he was, he was she, she, she was milking him, boy, hundred seven grand <laughs> a month allowance. So he's giving her one point two mil. He's making her a millionaire. Actually, I, don't, I doubt she was. Was that, that tax? Is that tax? No, I doubt she's earning that from her profession, <laughs> adult entertainment. What? Um, I mean, she, to be fair, I would the ones good choice. I, I don't knock you for that one. You think, but, I don't want to say. It's not. Right, good choice, you know what I mean, but flipping, rah, rah, like <laughs> he made his dreams into a reality. Okay, but these poor ballers, they're not sensible, man. No, but man, he gives me corny vibes though. Like uh, if you saw some of the Discord, the tweets, it's the stuff he was saying. And I was gonna get finessed by this. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's super I saw he was with Boosie. And so that's what Zion's hitting. God, the money's not the money's to put you in different echelons. It's gonna put you in this echelon. For well, sure. he's in like what 160 or 200 mil contracts. Yeah, man. In this life, have money or you gotta suffer. But hey, some people you can lo- you can lose it just as quick as you get it. So yeah. He's, well, if we're giving it to if we give a hundred if we give it one million to someone a month, a year, just so they can give you the work. And they have to win. <laughs> You know, he's got his money, it's guaranteed. But yeah, guaranteed money. But yeah, it's been true. Been true, man. Shout out. Your boy Mello. Boy J8. TMG Boys, make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you follow us on all socials. Uh, that be the Instagram, that be the Twitter. Make sure you listen to us audibly. That be that Spotify. And that be that Apple Podcasts with the TMG Boys. And we are out of this one.